All right, welcome listeners to a special Super Bowl edition of the Pigskin Pickers podcast. Tim Trainer and Steve Hill back with you here on Super Bowl weekend. It's coming up. Um, it's a big day. Um, the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. An exciting uh, national holiday for America. Are you excited, Steve, or a little disappointed in our offerings this year? It's it could have been a purpler uh, Super Bowl <laughs> for me, but you know I I always get fired up for the Super. I mean, how can you not yep. get fired up for the Super Bowl? And we have sort of a classic David versus Goliath setup. Well, the Vegas uh, doesn't think so. The line is yeah. three. New England Patriots are three point favorites in this game. Um, I was surprised. I thought that was a little lower than I expected it to be. But you were kind of in that ballpark. Um, you think three is fair? I think it's kind of low. Uh, and that's why I mentioned David versus Goliath. I don't know why the Patriots aren't giving more points. And so when I talk to everybody, they they seem to think, well, gosh, I mean, the Pats, Belichick, Brady, you know, that's why I sort of think of them as the Goliath mm-hmm. in this consideration. Uh, I don't understand why it's so close. Yeah. All what right. What do you think? I mean, well, why, why do you I- think it's that close? I'm I'm not totally sure. I, I thought, yeah, before the the line was announced, I thought it would be higher by a point point and a half. Uh, but like we said, Vegas likes to be on those even numbers and those you know numbers that hit a lot. So three is a good place for them to kind of get those all those pushes and get their ten percent from about a billion different betters would be pretty nice. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I honestly thought Atlanta is, is a team with almost no national following. They have you know they don't even compared to the Patriots. So I thought there'd be a big Brady, you know, sort of contingent that would just say, oh, he's been there. He's done this. This is a veteran team. This, is, this team that's been to Super Bowl, is, they're going to walk over sort of this upstart Falcons. But there's a lot of, you know, talk nationwide that the Falcons can can stick with the Patriots. And I think that's, you know, I mean, the, Atlanta has an incredible offense. And I think that's going to be the key to this game as we talk about how we how we see it going. The, the line, the over-under is 59 now. Is that right? 58, 59? 59, I believe. One of the highest yeah. over-unders, which is the entire, you know, the point scored in total in the game. Um, how do you see this? How do you see this going? You've got this high-flying Atlanta offense. You've got a mediocre New England defense. You know, a team that gives up yardage but not a lot of points. And then just like a, a, a New England offense that's really been flawless. You know, for the second half of the year, has been you know the most outstanding I think group in the NFL. And and Brady's doing it with without Gronkowski. You know, with a bunch of no-name receivers. Um, it's pretty incredible. How, how do you see? I guess what what uh, I don't know. How do you see the game? You know, uh, starting out, or you know, don't they usually, Tim, start out tight? Yeah, they usually do, I and that's what makes me. I, I'm not a big fan of betting the under. I, I always like to, you know, sure. feel like I'm viable the all the way to the end or whatever with the bet taking the over. But um, I think we got to take a hard look at yeah. whether the tight play at the beginning uh, could mm-hmm. make the under the bet. And remember how, you know, with Cam Newton and everything, we thought, oh, it's going to be a big old shootout deal, and then it turned into a relatively low scoring. I mean – And that was very dainty. You know, defensive scores for for Denver, there wasn't much in the way of offense from either team early. Yeah, so I I don't know. But what we were talking about a little bit before we started recording here is that it it was really – cool to me to see the opening line including the over under number of 59 just stick yep. yep 
I mean, we're heading – today is Wednesday. Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday coming up. We had no football last week and other than the Pro Bowl, which is kind of like no football. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that line's been there for 10 days. Yeah. So uh, maybe we should explain to listeners, you know, what, what the line does. Um, Vegas picks the line not by who they think is going to win, who they want to win. They pick the line with the goal of getting – Half the people on one side of it and half half the money, I guess, on one side and half the money on the other. And if, let's say, you know, two-thirds of the money went on the Patriots, the line would go up. The Patriots be favored by more so that eventually evens out where Vegas, you know, has half the people on one and half the people on the other. They get their little, little – They take their juice, they take their 10% juice or and they pay out the rest and so they come out ahead. So – so they try to be safe, and so when when they release the line and it stays, means they were dead on of getting the number, which kept half the people on one side, half the people on the other. Pretty impressive in a big game where you know just even amateur betters are going to put some bucks down on this. It's the Super Bowl. Now I've been reading a little bit that big bets haven't really been coming in yet. And why would you? You got right, you know, and so we'll keep an eye on the line as we head yeah. into you know Saturday yeah. and Sunday morning. But do you think it's going to move much? I, I I don't think so at this point. You know, it's sort of like on in Kentucky Derby, which I love to bet that there's so much money bet that even those big bets at the end, they're not enough to tick off that number. You know, you just get so much early money. And that's what the Sharps like because it's almost a concrete line then. You can put your big bet however you want to. Um, yeah, you'd be crazy to have a, to put a big bet any day but, you know, Super Bowl morning. You know, you never knew who's going to get arrested, who's going to get uh, um, a sick. You know, that was a, the big thing in that Pittsburgh game is New England kind of trounced the Steelers. Um, but, yeah, if you're, if you're putting a boatload of money down, you're going to wait till the last minute. But I think there's so much amateur money and so much early money down that I don't think it'll move. And what we're seeing, according to the latest update, um, 3 o'clock p.m. today uh, from the books in Vegas, is that they went from a flat 3 to a minus 105 3, wow. which to those who you know pay attention to this thing, a um, little more juice if you take the Patriots mm-hmm. than yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the line isn't moving. It's just – you know, no juice to yeah, one hundred and five. Well, yeah. So, so an interesting bet then, you know, would be to take take New England minus three. Maybe hope that goes up to you know four, you know three and a half. I don't know, and then to get you know the the Atlanta plus four or something, and try to try to shoot the middle and get them both. I mean, that's really hard to do. Uh, but there are ways to kind of use that moving line to your advantage. Um, the difference between, yeah, three and four isn't great. You know, three and four and a half or something. But what what um, one uh, in my judgment reliable online source says today is that as of this afternoon, nine sports books in Vegas, uh, the, the bigger ones, have sixty five percent of their tickets written on the Patriots. And 58% of the overall cash is on the Falcons. Wow. And the sharp money uh, all over town is on the Falcons. Wow. And the public likes the Patriots. Um, They took one six-figure wager on the Falcons at uh, CG Technology that caused the move from the flat three to minus 105. But – Wow. Wow. 
It, it's interesting here. Um, the public's usually wrong, right? We've learned that enough times. In, in yeah. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else. Uh, the 10 MGM books haven't moved off three flat, and they haven't attracted any sharp action with that. Yeah. Um, he well, thinks that 90% of the overall Super Bowl action will come in on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So yeah, That makes sense. Um, yeah. Well, the, one of the fun things about betting the Super Bowl are the, the myriad of prop bets. People love the strangeness of them, the very you know specific specificity of them. If you know blah blah blah, we'll, we'll get you know eight and a half yards or nine yards uh, receiving or whatever. Um, you get to bet on the the kind of shirt the coach will wear, the the length of the national anthem, all that fun stuff. Um, so. Um, I don't you know about the coin toss. That's the coin toss, which I think I have a strong opinion in. I don't know if you've seen this. The New England Patriots have picked heads, um, like the last you know forty times they've had to call. So if that does anything for you, heads is minus one or two, tails is minus one or two. Um, so are you a heads? Or I don't tails know. Guy? I guess that doesn't really help, does it? So I'm wondering. I'm a tails man. Tails. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, there's some fun bets, um, and it kind of – they all sort of – how you see the game going can kind of help you go into a certain – you know, say yes to certain games or not, to certain bets or not. One of the favorites is will either team score three straight times? Mm-hmm. If you think it's going to be a blowout, you know, if you think it's going to be high scoring, you might like those those points. If you think it's going to be 17-14, yeah, you're probably not going to make that bet. Yes is minus 190. The no is plus 170. Um, if we are thinking a, a low-scoring game, that might be a way – you know, to to get two to one instead of just even money. Um, what well, you know, any any of these jump out? You can just go. Oh, well, it, for the listeners, you know, the, it's a blast to go to the yeah. Westgate Superbooks sports pay or uh, website, excuse me, and look at their list of prop bets, which is what twenty five or more pages. Forty two. I was going to print it out, and I I, I yeah, thought so, about all the trees that would kill. So, but the the one that I like the best is. Uh, an over under on Tom Brady's rushing yards at two point five. Two point five. I thought it was more when we were talking. I looked at it wow. again. I would take the over in a heartbeat on that. Wow. Minus one forty. <laughs> so one hundred and forty to win a hundred. But the way he's been just line bucking up the middle to get Ugh. that yard for a first down. If he's ever going to do it, it's going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? You know? So, I mean, can he get three yards? Sure. <laughs> I'd well, take that one. One of the uh, fun games, or, you know, the fun bets, I think this, and it's kind of been the story of the NFL years, will there be a missed extra point? Yeah. That's plus two set, 270, uh, almost three to one if there is a missed extra point. They've been, what about... Uh, 20, 20%, I think, missed uh, throughout the So like the you were saying, if we got five touchdowns, yeah. you know, the odds are in your favor yeah. that one of those is going right. to miss. Yeah. And they moved it back. That would be so much fun. Like the, most, the most boring play of the game, all of a sudden, you you know, if you got that bet, if you got a miss, you're, you're rocking and rolling every time they score a touchdown, right? And we'll get a few touchdowns, don't you think, this game? I think so. Actually, I think it, you know we we mentioned this before we got on, but it's in a dome. It's in Houston, uh, which I think is a, an advantage. Atlanta. Uh, they've played at home all the way through the playoffs. That was the help of Dallas losing. Was that the two seed got to host that that NFC Championship game? 
They're great at home. They're fast. They're just a precision passing game. I think that's really to their advantage. They don't have to worry about a nasty February day in, in New York or whatever this game could have been played. Um, and New England is, is kind of the opposite team. They're kind of a grounded-out team. They're, I mean, they've shown some flashes of, of um, you know, speed, but that's not quite their style. So I think the, the, the playing field is advantage Atlanta, in my opinion. I think so, too, and I think that the public, uh, while betting-wise, you know, when you look at not necessarily who's going to that game, mm-hmm. but just better, I think the public favors New England. It's a safer bet. Yeah. But I think, you know, the team that is tugging at more heartstrings, let's say, uh, yeah. rather than, you know, making a sober betting decision as right. to who's going to win. Everybody seems to be back in – uh, Matt Ryan, yeah. Julio Jones, a team that's never won a Falcons. Super Bowl against right. Tom Brady is going for his fifth. You, you know, yeah, you. So won't. I, mean, I would think the cheers would be going more in the direction of the Falcons if it's close late. I think so. I think it'll start maybe as you know your Tom Brady fans there to see the coronation of the greatest quarterback ever. But just like any NCAA tournament game you've ever been to, all of a sudden that that underdog sticks around and people start getting a little louder when they start hitting threes. I think that might happen if if this game gets late. Um, you sort of see, you know, a, a, another Brady Patriot meltdown in the Super Bowl coming. I think people get a little riled up. But that is that is one difference. I mean, the Atlanta, the Georgia Dome is loud, and that that's an advantage for a, for an offense. This this is an indoor game, but it's also a very muted crowd. A lot of corporate types, not major, you know, diehard fans in there. So that you know that evens out a little bit of the of the playing field. But I think the the Falcons will be used to it. Yeah. And uh, I just hope Julio uh, really gets it going on with Matt Ryan. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But the prop bet, staying on that subject just briefly. So, folks, if you're you're thinking, prop bet, what the heck is that? How would that be fun for my Super Bowl party, whatever? Print out the sheet or the 42 sheets and distill it down for your Super Bowl party to 20. Uh, and try to make them the ones that are fairly easy when yeah. you're in a party atmosphere to track, you know, the results of, because you don't want to be sitting there scouring the Internet for rushing yards. Right. You want to be able to tell pretty quickly who's right and wrong on these One of my favorites to that is shortest touchdown of the game yeah. is one and a half yards. I mean, that's a great bet. That's it's a great bet. If you get a one-yarder, you know, you got under. If you get a over, if there's not a one-yarder, I mean, that's so much fun. It's about even, you know, one, 120 uh, yeah. is the over, and that's a blast. I mean, it's a blast. A, every time at the one-yard line, everyone's going crazy. First player to score a touchdown's fun. Yeah. Last player to score a touchdown. But you get all that done, and then you have a prize yeah. That uh, one person takes home for getting Probably you know me. the most correct answers and so forth. So yeah, yeah. but uh, just a thought. It's really fun, and uh, if you go on uh, VegasInsider dot com, you can look uh, for that Superbook uh, prop bet list and other fun information. Yeah, and you don't have to be a. a- NFL super fan. So, I mean, you, like we said, you can bet on the color of the Gatorade. You can bet on you know what team, what players going to win the MVP. If you just think Tom Brady's handsome, bet him. You know, you'll make some money. And uh, if you think there's going to be a safety in the game, yeah, you know, you can bet yes yep. and this stuff like that. So it, it should be fun. And um, you know, getting more to what what we're interested in, uh, I really like the prop bets that have to do with. Five point increments, yeah, in total points scored, and you try to predict: um, is the total 
number of points scored by both teams combined going to be between 30 and 34 points or between 50 and 54 points or something like that. And, you know, there's some pretty serious multiples of your bet. You know, it can go anywhere from 4 to 1 to 30 to 1, 12 to 1, yeah. stuff like that. So if you're thinking under 59, what, what what's your kind of ballpark? I, I really haven't quite figured it out. I want to see how healthy um, – Julio is, yeah, and I want to do a little bit more research, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking that um, if you if you took that five point spread, you know, fifty to let's say fifty four, yep, uh, six or, to one, or fifty five to uh, what fifty nine or something like that, six that, to one on both of those, not bad. That that'd be interesting, but. Um, Need to give it a little more thought, but you know, if if you are in a place where you can you place a bet on that, um, you know, th- that's pretty fun, and yeah. um, you know, you can you can really you can really spread out a lot of uh, you, you know your thoughts about the game into these props because you can have a a thread of consistency through a whole bunch of them, depending on whether you think it's going to be a low scoring game, high scoring game, lots of turnovers, whatever. Uh, it's pretty fun to to put it all together. But um, who do you think scores? The first touchdown in this Super Bowl. Yeah, I know Which that's team? that's usually your favorite bet. And then once you get the team, what player? Yeah, um, that's that's a really tough one. I've I've been going back and forth with how I see this game going. I think I'm going to take the under. I think I'm going to. I think I'm leaning towards New England. Um, first touchdown. How about our Oregon Duck? You know, I mean, the, I think the New England, like we we, we t- talked about that first quarter being being a a sort of a, to the you know hold things to the vest kind of, but at the same time, I see Atlanta realizing our only chance to win this game is to air it out. You know, there's no reason like Carolina last year they thought they could play close to the, close to the vest. You're playing Peyton Manning, just don't make mistakes. You know, win this game 2010 and get on with it. Atlanta, I think, knows we're going to have to score 35 to win this game. We're going to have to. Well, that's why I kind of like your first touchdown Patriots thought because I think the jittery, nervous team is Atlanta. Yeah. The the team that's going to come into this, been there, done that, calmer, collected, especially Brady, is going to be New England. And I can see um, kind of a bit of back and forth, tight play, yeah. low scoring, but, but that, you know, in the field position battle with the early punting and so yeah. forth that New England punches it in first with Blunt. Yeah. You know, I, I can see that. Still, I'd like New England to, uh, to lose the game, but yeah. I think that, you know, uh, I could see the first quarter mm-hmm. being a little herky-jerky for Atlanta, and then they, they get comfortable I and off you. they go. Yeah, yeah I, I could see that. LeGarrette Blunt first touchdown scored could be – yeah, it could be a nice little bet there. And then there's always that Hogan guy, but maybe Atlanta will figure out Blunt's to cover to that one. guy. I just found him 10-1 to 1 to be the first player to score. Blunt? Yep. Okay, what about Hogan? Hogan is eight. He's getting bet down big time. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big stand against on him. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, New England pulls these guys out of a hat one week, and then they disappear the next. So I think Belichick's got something else in mind. I'm not sure. If it is uh, undrafted nobody that you know we hadn't even heard of two weeks ago, what's Brady uh, first player to score? Tom a touchdown? Brady is twenty to one. 
So that's got to be Iran. Um, okay. That's I think that's a, uh, that's a now. Where do we see Julio Jones for Atlanta? Julio first player is to score a eight touchdown. To one. Eight. Okay, and then yep. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is twenty. All right, so the quarterbacks are twenty. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Interesting. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, I have to say one thing though about New England. You know, from our season of podcasts, that uh, I'm no fan of the New England Patriots, but yep. I'm just throwing it out there because I've been hearing as we lead up to the Super Bowl all these comments about you know we're post Deflate Gate, we're post Spy Gate, and boy, isn't New England's continued success uh, proof yeah. that. Belichick's a genius that he can win with this constantly uh, changing roster. He can bring these guys in who are nobodies and win. Yep. And I'm like, oh, oh, time out, everybody. You know, I mean, yeah. turn that over and why, why not think it's suspicious if he's winning with all this turnover? Uh, how can he be so good with, you know, what he's dealing with? Why isn't it evidence that they're still cheating? You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. no, no, no. And we just don't know what they're doing yet. Right. Like we didn't know about Spygate for years. You know, no team in the NFL has a sustained run of success like the Patriots. What, at what point so is it's it brilliant? A red flag. Yeah. At what point is it brilliant? And what point is it suspicious? You know, I say it's way suspicious. Ooh. I mean, you know, why aren't we talking about it being a red flag? You know, I mean, Tom Brady, I think. They just think he's yeah, the but best I mean, so so you, you you go back to Spygate and you go all right. So if you know what the defense's yeah. call is, don't yeah. you don't you look great? Yeah. So then you say, well, Steve, why do you think they're cheating now? Other than the fact that they're they're just on this incredible run that nobody yep. else has been on with constant turnover in the roster. Yep. Of course, I should be thinking about them still cheating. But then you look at the Deflategate and you go, no big deal, right? No, but. It, yeah, relative to Spygate, no. Relative to throwing high tech equipment at, at stealing signs from the other team, okay. But did they learn their lesson? Yeah. Is, is Deflategate to me is evidence that they're still cheating, they're and they want to cheat, and they're going to push the envelope any way they can. Yeah. So you know, there you have it. But that I just say that to tweak yeah. the Patriots fans out there. And if you want to comment on that, you know, give us a jingle. Yeah. But uh, send us an email. But it, it does make me even more in favor of Atlanta, you know, because yeah. I, I just think there's a stink over the Patriots. And it would be fun to have uh, this this Atlanta team who you and I have enjoyed all season. Yeah. You know, really to have them win their first Super Bowl. Really likable guys, young team. Um People who haven't been here before, it's good to see new faces and new names in there. Um, one thing people have talked about is is Roger Goodell is going to hand over, you know, this trophy, and he, you know, he did a dirty deed. I think to to Tom Brady, he suspended him for four games this year. They took a million dollars from their owner, um, lost a first round pick. Um, you know, some some pretty harsh. Uh, uh, some would call it a good start. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's like yeah. me. So. Do you think that has any effect? You know, like, I mean, the NFL doesn't, I don't think, I mean, he's blown it off this week in, in press conferences, but that's got to, that can't be a good look for Goodell. You think they, that, you know, the NFL is kind of looking for Atlanta to, you know, kind of, I don't know. I mean, yeah, not, tough to say. Tough suspicious. to say. I mean, I, I haven't we're figured like out Goodell. Again, now. not a fan of him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just think that, uh, 
they'll be watching. But how uh, how good would that TV be? Oof. Goodell and Brady. Yeah. You know, we'll see that. I'm surprised there isn't a prop bet going on that. No. You know, if they slug each other. Yeah, like who's yeah. going to punch whom? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, it's just yeah. Goodell, uh, you know, with how he's handled the concussion thing, the yeah. you know, just is he really concerned about player safety? Right. He's he's uh, got so many interruptions in the game with commercials and so forth. Uh, we've got this decline uh, in viewership and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Um, but I, know, I think I, even even with the deflate gate thing, if you're, you know, you're a lawyer, if they, I don't think the NFL proved their case. They didn't make well, they, they didn't make a compelling case, and the, you know they, they have the ability to do that, and they did. But it didn't seem like they Brady stomps on his cell phone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, ordinarily in my world, if you destroy evidence, uh, a jury gets an instruction from the judge yeah. that it is to assume whatever evidence was destroyed was incriminating or yeah. damaging yeah. to the case of the person who destroyed evidence or company or whatever. Yeah. So what I've read is that Brady was asked your- to turn over his cell phone. He said, no, it's none of your business, and he destroyed it. Would you give your cell phone to your boss? That seems a terrible idea. I wouldn't do it. Well, it's not his call. I mean, yeah. you know, again, when you and, and my point is just that when you say the NFL failed to make a case, yeah. had they had the cell phone, yeah. I think we'd we'd know exactly what was going yeah, on. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going back in back in time down some crazy rabbit holes. Yeah. So. yeah we are. Um, we got some. You know, it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. There's always the classic. Uh, uh, Commercials and and all the pageantry and a uh, you know Lady Gaga singing the, doing the halftime show. Anheuser Busch apparently yeah, has an ad that, that. Uh, is departing from the Clydesdales and so forth. And now now it's about a a German immigrant who yeah. started the brewery. Yeah, Justice Bush. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, do, do you think there'll be any political? Uh, Sh- you know, I'm sh- shenanigans think, yeah, at the game. I don't think Lady Gaga's be able to stay quiet. I don't know. No, no. and there is a prop bet on whether there will be a wardrobe malfunction. Ooh. Yeah. She's, had some She's at high words. risk for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I'd probably take the yes yeah. on that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think we're going to see. Is Trump going to be there? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen. That I don't know, either. but uh, we might see he a, he a Bush or two. Yeah, you know, I don't I mean? think Trump would turn down a chance to be in front of the biggest TV George audience. George, uh, his dad's just out of the hospital, but yeah. you know, yeah, it's I in Houston. Know. That's right. That makes sense. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think that. Uh, well, politics will try to stay out of that, but it's probably going to percolate up somehow. I think I so too. I don't see any Kaepernicky kind of no. protest going no. on with I these mean, two and teams. That's sort of like that. You know, I think the media was pushing them to get their thoughts on things going on in the world, and the players were all like. I've got the biggest game of my life this weekend. I'm out of that. I'm not dealing. I'm not talking about it. I'm not going down that way. So it was kind of neat to see them how how focused they were on on this. You know, the biggest game of their careers. A lot of them. No, I haven't hear, heard anything, Tim, about the flu uh, working its way through any locker rooms. I haven't heard about any fire alarms yeah. being pulled. But are the teams in Houston now? Yeah, yeah, they've been there for most of the week. They did a okay. media day or whatever on on Tuesdays. So. so you haven't heard anything goofball about nope, nobody's been arrested or, so far. Nothing. Okay. Um, I think we're all we're all on the straight and narrow. A lot can change, obviously. Injury the, wise, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, I think both teams are Except pretty for darn Gronk. healthy. Gronk's out, you know, which changes the New England offense a bit, but they haven't lost a step. So, 
Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Well, we're, we're at the end of the rope, Steve. Um, you got to tell the listeners. They've been waiting this whole time. Who's going to win this game? What's the score going to be? Who, who are you betting on? Well, it's been an it's been a tough year. Ooh, yeah. You know, and I think the the only sort of take home from this crazy year, and it's hard to find any sort of you know gut feeling with a three point spread like this, yeah. but the contrarian view, yeah, has served us well. Yep. I think when we've gone that way, except when it comes <laughs> to New England. So, yeah. um, what well, two of our gambling idioms like uh, you know crashing right. against each other? And, and I just think uh, it's sort of like you with the Steelers, Tim. I just can't bring myself to cheer for a team that I can't stand. So I'm going to take Atlanta and the points. I like it. Okay, and if you ask me, Steve, no no spread, who do you take? I'd still have to take Atlanta. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm worried about a little bit here is the jitters and nerves and pressure for the team that's never won it. Yeah. All the pressure on Matt Ryan. You know, there was a great piece in Sports Illustrated about how he followed Michael Vick in Atlanta. And when Vick left the owner just let him go abruptly after that uh, sure, dogfighting sure. thing. And and then they draft Matt Ryan. Yeah. Tough, and, tough situation. To yeah. yeah. And he has won over both sides of the, you know, football. The defense loves him. Offense loves him. He's performed at a high level. He's earned it. And – all of that stuff can either give you a swagger and a sense of confidence going into uh, to the Super Bowl, but I feel like he's going to feel a tremendous amount of pressure. Like this is his last yeah. shot, you know, to to make the Falcons, you know, his team to sort of get out of the shadow of Vic and to really bring it home. Because I don't know how much more time he's got left, and. Um, you know how when you look at, at Matt Ryan, he just looks like a heart attack waiting to ha- I mean, he's very high strung. Yeah. The guy. He's bouncing you know, around. He doesn't look calm. Yeah. Ever. You know? <laughs> and you just wonder how he's going to handle all this pressure. I hope he handles it well, but we do have uh, the potential for kind of a jittery meltdown like yeah. we had last year with Cam. And so we'll just have to see well, how it plays out. One thing I think is a benefit to the over is let's say I mean Atlanta could score even if they're down if the, if they're down seventeen three they're going to put you know they're going to put some points on the board and I think that you know sort of a uh, some early mistakes by Atlanta can really help the long term over under because Atlanta you know New England keeps scoring but Atlanta's going to stay with them I'm intrigued by that a little bit if it's you know it's if it's three three at halftime yeah say goodbye to the over but if it's Twenty four ten. I'm I'm okay with that because I because you know Atlanta's going to keep keep coming. New England's going to know they're keep coming, so they're going to have to score as well. I was I was talking you into the under a little earlier, but I, I'm coming around to maybe an over. Well, here's New- the other overthought: is that if New England jumps out to a really big lead or vice versa, you know, a couple garbage time touchdowns. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like th- th- these aren't these aren't you know. 
guys who can't teams who can't do that. Atlanta can throw fifty yard bombs like anyone, and and I think the other team knows it. Both of the other teams know it, so they're they're not going to have to. They're not going to sit on the ball and start running into the line. They're going to know they're going to need to keep scoring points because the other team can score points. Fifty nine's a lot, a darn lot. There can be some high numbers that it doesn't. You can have a thirty five twenty one game, and you're you know you're sitting on the under. So, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, but it's tough to bet the under because you know what if you're what if you're in the third quarter and you've lost. But Vegas you know? knows that. Vegas so, knows it. Yeah. But uh, everyone anyway. feels better betting the over. But yeah, I think you know if I were betting it, I'd take the over. Yeah, just for the fun of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we hope everyone enjoys the Super Bowl. It's a great day in America. Uh, it's a you know day we can all get behind and and have fun with. Uh, we're rooting for Atlanta here. I think there's some mix of where our money's going to be and where our heart's going to be. Uh, but, but yeah, we got to be honest though, Tim. That you know, with the Bengals and Vikings this year, I mean, I think we're more into this Super Bowl just because we're going to be with our friends yeah. and and we'll see if we can hit some of these prop bets yeah. and we'll eat some good food. Yeah, we'll hope that. You know the game's entertaining. That the yeah. the halftime thing is fun. The commercials are funny. Yeah, but and it's a good game. In, you know? Yeah, but yeah. in terms of me really caring about this yeah. one, yeah. The best part is that Monday we get to start talking about the draft. Exactly. You know, we yeah. got another yeah. season coming up, and we're gonna yeah. go. We go undefeated next year for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, listeners. We appreciate it. I will put this podcast up, and hopefully, we'll check in with you again post Super Bowl. Thanks Enjoy for the game. <laughs>